0: Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 2022 Bass Pro Tournament of Champions recap special. Um, We went to the tournament, we watched it all three days, more or less, and uh, we're here to tell you what happened, uh, give some reflections on some of the games, uh, talk about some of the standout players and players that we think you should keep an eye on as far as their college careers and beyond. So... Uh, we'll just jump right into it. Um, we kind of had a feeling that, excuse me, Sierra Canyon was going to maybe run away with this thing. Uh, and then watching the teams play a little bit, it seemed even more like that was probably the case, but, um, spoiler alert, they got second place. They lost to Paul six in the championship round, What? but we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because there were some really good games throughout the tournament. Um, very first game of the tournament, Whitney Young from Chicago, Illinois, beat uh, New Madrid County, Missouri. And Whitney Young set a single-game record for team block shots. I believe they had 14 blocks in that game. Mm-hmm. And that was just like a uh, – producer Cameron and I watched that one. That was like a just a mismatch as far as like play styles. And um, Whitney Young was like maybe the longest team mm-hmm. in the tournament. And all New Madrid could do is drive the ball, and yeah. they just kept and that just getting like rejected. That's what they
1: probably do, like during the course of their season, is they just right are really good at driving the ball, getting to the basket, getting fouled, and yeah, and
0: it, w- it was games not, that way. Yeah, it was not going yeah. well for them <laughs> uh, against Whitney Young. Whitney Young uh, had the senior AJ Casey, who's going to Miami. Um, Jadis Jones, the best player for New Madrid, is just a sophomore, and so I felt like you could definitely see in that matchup that jones was the younger player he just kind of he had you could tell physically he could compete with this school but it just looked like a team of seniors kind of putting uh, this smaller younger team in their place well we kind of talked
1: about it at the like when we were at the tournament and whitney young just seems like there's no like all-star player super well-rounded team yeah fairly deep bench it seemed like right
0: and they didn't need aj casey mm-hmm. to go off for them yeah. to, to play pretty well yeah i would agree so whitney young won that first game of the tournament then uh sierra canyon played parkview and sierra canyon won that game obviously and then he was winning at halftime though that is true parkview <laughs> uh parkview gave him a fight and parkview's coach was incredibly animated on the sidelines and he uh obviously recognized this opportunity for his team Mm -hmm. to beat one of the best teams in the country and uh, so he was getting pretty fired up they
2: they play really well and honestly i feel like all of the teams from the springfield area played very well represented themselves well in this entire tournament yeah
0: the wins and losses actually didn't show that if you just look at the bracket but they played a lot better than the results actually showed i agree and Nixa uh, did that in their very first game against Milton. Um, Nixa had this game won, and then Milton won the game on a three-point buzzer beater. That was wild. They were down two, and um, their point guard kind of drove towards the top of the key and then passed it back to uh, Bruce Thornton, who's a Ohio State commit, and he just nailed a three-pointer yeah. from the Missouri State Bears logo um to win the game at the buzzer yeah whenever the his teammate passed kind
2: of shoveled it back to him with time almost expiring i was like what are you doing yeah but it was perfectly timed and he like you said just nailed the three so it almost looked like rehearsed like that was like the plan from the get-go
0: yeah it was reminiscent of uh like villanova in the ncaa tournament when they uh won the championship on a buzzer beater um is that kind of pitch back for a long three from the inbounder and uh yeah, they were only down by two, so I thought that um, uh, what was his name? Carlisle was just gonna drive for the tie, mm-hmm. but then he kicked it out for the win. It was an awesome moment. Um, the the f- crowd that first night was very much pro Nixa, being the local team, but uh, they still—it's still the place. It still erupted. Got loud when yeah. uh, that game winner went down. And then uh, the last game of that first night was Paul Six against Springfield Catholic. So, eventual champions uh, only beat Springfield Catholic by five points. And they did what so many other top tier teams have done in this tournament. And that is not, seemingly, not scouted the local team they're playing against in the first round. Yep. Because if you know anything at all, if you've watched five minutes of Springfield Catholic basketball, you know. They are going to feed Zach Howell. He's gonna shoot the ball most of the time. He's gonna shoot deep threes and make them. And that's what he was doing against Paul Six. And um they didn't figure it out until almost too late that they basically needed to have a guy like hugging him and face guarding him the entire time. They did that more in the second half and Yeah, they were just letting him shoot. The first half. Yeah. Like they hadn't scouted they l- whatsoever
2: Leg- legitimately. I think they just did not know who Zach Cowell was. Yeah. I, I just don't think they,
0: they, they did not do the scouting
2: report, but they learned pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Um, he, let's, uh, let's talk about how for a little bit here. So he had a really good tournament. I think he finished with like close to 70 points total in the tournament. And, um, 74, 74 points. And he was knocking down shots from all over the place. Really deep threes. Um, he was impacting the game on the defensive end as well. And I think he looked the part of what we've seen in years past of a local kid that, um, can perform well against just about anybody and is going to go D one for sure. Um, most likely power five. He, uh, claims an offer from Texas tech, according to his Twitter. Um, that would be his only power five offer. Um, he says he's heard from Mizzou, but, this seems like the type of player that uh, is worth keeping in your home state if you're Konzo Martin and the Missouri Tigers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, whenever games were in crunch time, I
2: mean, he was taking every shot and making a lot of them. I mean, the defense knew he was about to shoot, and this goes for. This Game, but even later in the tournament, too. Yeah. Whenever they, uh, when they were in a close game, he was taking the shot, even if he was well covered, he was he was finding a way to get and to get a shot off.
0: Yeah, and I actually can't remember. Um, well, we'll just kind of segue into the um consolation bracket from here because I can't remember if it was in this game or their uh consolation round matchup against Nixa in the second round. They only lost that one by three. That uh, Nixa won that game 56 to 53. I can't remember which game it was, but they were basically forcing the ball to him on multiple inbound plays. And he was like double covered and falling away from like, you know, 26 feet from the basket, shooting a three pointer at the buzzer. And it just never really looked great. But um, we kind of wondered coming out of a timeout or something, if they were going to try to use him as a decoy and get the ball to somebody else. And they have a point guard who was able to at least read the defense well enough to know, okay, they're just, locked onto Zach I'm just gonna drive for an easy two mm-hmm. and he did that a couple of times but when they really needed that three-point shot to fall he was pretty well covered up but they he was forcing <laughs> up shots anyway but that's that's pretty much all they could do at that point
2: yeah I mean he was working yeah for some in some respect
0: yeah so um, in the consolation side of the bracket uh, Parkview beat New Madrid by three um, on Friday Uh, Nixa beat Springfield Catholic by three, and then Nixa beat Parkview by four to take home fifth place.
2: Which we predicted correctly. All three of us in our bracket. All three of us (laughs) had that
0: nailed. And then um, New Madrid beat Springfield Catholic to get seventh place. Um, I think I had that the other way around in my bracket prediction. But uh, Catholic... Uh, they lost by eleven. The final round only scored thirty nine points. Um, they maybe were a little bit done with the tournament at this point. Usually, that seventh place game is um, it's like at two thirty on Saturday. so well, they were a fill-in
1: That's team. True. they were saying like i don't I don't know exactly. They how many weren't games originally before. on the tournament. no, roster. But they're yeah. like, hey, we need an extra team. And obviously they're gonna call a local
0: team because they don't have to travel, but right. Yeah, no, I thought especially, not only for a local team, but for being like a um, an extra, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had one of the
2: highest-scoring players in the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, was he the highest-scoring player in the tournament? I think you have that tabulated over there, Cameron.
0: Yeah. He was? Tied. Oh, wow. But oh, we'll get there. Oh, okay. So, uh, looking over to the winner's bracket... Um, I thought that Whitney Young was going to give Sierra Canyon a game in the second round. I thought that their athleticism, their length, and um, they they had a kid, uh, number 25, I can't remember his name. He's uh, not being recruited at the D1 level or anything, but he was a really good three-point shooter. Um, but they basically just got run off the floor against uh, Sierra Canyon. This was Sierra Canyon's best game in the tournament. They scored 81 points. They really got out in transition a ton. And just got to the rim got Mm -hmm. to the free throw line their defense kind of shut down Whitney Young in the second half especially the scoring was pretty lopsided so that made me think that Sierra Canyon was gonna go all the way Um, but also I was disappointed in the in the uh, performance from Whitney Young because they looked uh, pretty solid in in the first round Mm -hmm. then the second round we had almost another game winning buzzer beater from the same kid for Milton. So Milton against Paul, the sixth, uh, that was kind of a, a, an interesting matchup because it was a, a two teams with similar play styles, not a whole lot of outside shooting, a lot of driving, um, a lot of free throws. And, um, at, in the very end, Milton, um, had the ball with like three seconds left. Same kid, Bruce Thornton, going to Ohio State, takes a shot to win the game. It is perfectly online, but bounces off the back of the rim. And uh, he is actually really funny. Uh, Kyle and I are watching that game, and Kyle, you said, like, I, I, really, Ohio State? Like, I don't, I don't know that I see Ohio State in this kid and then he just like immediately goes on like a solo 8 run <laughs> yeah to get Milton back in the game yeah it may I
2: don't know when exactly it said that maybe it was at that point but it's so I will admit at some point in this tournament I wasn't I was not sold on Bruce Thornton and I just he was not impressing me and I, athletically I don't know how like explosive he is but man in the clutch he really came up he was making huge shots and just like when they really needed buckets he was there every single time and yeah. he totally made me eat those words uh pretty quickly mm-hmm. after i said them and i i would honestly uh say that that was a false statement by me i, I definitely think he's he's a ohio state level caliber player he's, he's very good
0: yeah he hadn't quite turned it on uh when you first said that and then he just like immediately flipped the switch and <laughs> like uh mounts the comeback almost by himself Uh, but um so milton did end up losing he did not make the game winner um they did win the third place game against whitney young but uh and he was really good in that game Um, he went off yeah
1: he had 34 points and that put him at 74 as well so him and zach howell at 74 for the tournament probably should have been the mvp
0: nah, it's possible Man. uh we might talk about MBT, <coughs> mvp voting in a little bit but um talking about milton as a team uh obviously they also had five-star junior um Kanan carlisle he didn't really show up for this tournament yeah he was almost like the opposite of mm-hmm. bruce thornton in the way
2: that he was like a freak athlete he was yeah. super bouncy and was making some some very athletic looking plays but really didn't show up when it mattered and didn't really score he wasn't very productive in in the tournament um, obviously bruce thornton pretty much the complete opposite
0: yeah yeah um yeah, so that was kind of disappointing he uh carlisle five-star junior already committed to stanford um so i don't know maybe not a whole lot to prove but uh they were you know really competing to try to win this tournament and um, offensively Carlo just wasn't really bringing much to the table unfortunately and um, uh, what's the gentleman's name that's a uh, defensive uh, lineman Lebius Overton. O- Overton yes uh, he, LT 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 as he goes by in the in the program um, he did not contribute uh, offensively like I thought he might Um he was a very large human, though. <laughs> and and very nimble for yeah, his largest you know. Oh, he's going
2: to be a great NFL player, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, uh, yeah, he definitely looked like a football player out there, though. Um, but I don't know. I think just like the uh, athletic pedigree required to be that highly ranked maybe elevated his basketball playing ability in my mind a little too much mm-hmm. because really, in this whole tournament, uh, it was Bruce Thornton and then not a whole lot of contributions from anybody else offensively. So I was a little bit disappointed to see that, but he held zone and almost got single handedly got them to the championship game. Um, so in the championship, we had Sierra Canyon and Paul the six. And um, I thought this was going to be a easy Sierra Canyon mm-hmm. win. Yeah, me too. Um, So we haven't really talked about any of their players very much yet. So uh, Amari Bailey is their five-star forward who, you know, kind of um, small forward type player who can do just about anything. And he had some quiet but decent scoring outputs in the first two games. You know, he was scoring double digits, 15, 16 points, but nothing too flashy, just kind of under the radar but uh, his team was winning, so it wasn't really that big of a deal. And then uh, Bronny James, almost nowhere to be found in the first two games. He's a starter on their team. You know, we talked about in the preview, he's not like a five-star player, and he's still just a junior, you know, kind of maybe deferring to some of the seniors on the squad, but he was nowhere to be found the first two games. Amari Bailey didn't look incredible, but productive enough to keep him going, and obviously they have an insanely deep bench. Mm-hmm. and just kind of insane athletes to kind of power them through the first two matchups.
2: Uh, Amari Bailey was interesting because, like you said, he, he still was productive, but it was fairly quiet. It was what, what it felt like. It, but whenever he wanted to score, it felt like he could. And so I feel like I almost wanted to see more out of him. Um, I think his ceiling is very high. He's a very polished high school player great athlete very explosive and could just get to the rim with ease just power through people without like running them over
0: super smooth very with just, like moves. switching mm-hmm. hands in the air yeah. euro steps i think moves. they
2: could have gotten a lot more out of him and i'm i'm honestly like i kind of feel like the championship game was just a complete missed opportunity for them they really in my opinion should have won the game and i think amari bailey could have been a much bigger part of
0: that game than he was well we saw kind of when it came down to crunch time we saw it was a two-man show And all of a sudden, Bronny James just flipped a switch, and he decided he was going to start scoring the ball. And it was just, I don't know how many possessions in a row. It was either Amari Bailey or Bronny James taking the shot. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of bizarre. And now maybe this is just high school basketball, and I don't watch a ton of high school basketball. But these guys were just, like you said, getting to the rim with ease, Mm -hmm. but just not finishing very well. Mm -hmm. Just missing layups and... Uh, not always getting fouled, that championship game was kind of had a weird feel to it. Um, like the, I don't know, the rhythm of the game mm-hmm. was well, kind the of... the whole
1: first half was just like strange. Lots of fouls, yes. slow pace, and I feel like, especially Sierra Canyon, that's not their like ideal style of play. Not at all, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, calling it strange is probably the best... To call it, I don't know. Like,
0: yeah, it was, it was, a. Uh, it wasn't a very free flowing, mm, smooth no. game. There was a lot of stoppages, a lot of fouls. Um, Paul Six was playing a zone defense, which kind of gave Sierra Canyon trouble. And they, um, because, um, you know, for a while, um, Paul Six had more uh points from free throws than they did shots from the field, mm-hmm. yeah. and so it was very lopsided. Yeah, yeah, the fouls were a little lopsided in the first half, and um, it just seemed like Sierra Canyon needed turnovers or missed shots to get out and run in transition and not allow the defense to set up in their zone. And so many fouls were getting called that every Sierra Canyon possession for a while was starting from a dead ball uh, throw in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, really kind of strange uh, first half, not a lot of rhythm or flow to the game, uh, the second half definitely improved in that regard. Uh, Sierra Canyon mounted a comeback by getting out in transition and forcing some turnovers. And then a weird thing happened um, somewhere in the second half. There, Bronny James got fouled and goes to the free throw line, and an overrated chant starts breaking out among the fans. Some of the fans in JQH Arena definitely noticeable. Like it was oh yeah, very loud. A, a fairly loud chant. Now this was like five minutes after he kind of had he had the biggest cheer. Yeah, I would say it was a bigger crowd reaction than even the game winner because that was such a uh, that was like the late game the first night there weren't that many fans still left at that point. Um, but he had the biggest like applause of the entire tournament when he got a fast break dunk. And just like effortlessly mm-hmm. rose up for a big tomahawk dunk. Or even whenever was
1: uh, awesome. Yeah, that was a yeah. great dunk. That was awesome.
0: Or even whenever they were like
2: announcing the starting lineup and everything, he had like a huge ovation oh, yeah. from mm-hmm. the crowd.
0: So then this uh this overrated chant starts to break out and I don't know, I'm kinda like looking around like who is doing Who's this? Doing like this? what are you yeah, doing? Like we was pretty uncomfortable. are like asking these premiere uh, high school players to come play here and they're like you know 16 17 yeah. years old and I don't even think Ronnie James is like he's not known necessarily for his basketball
2: playing right his, his dad you yeah. know like obviously uh, he's not like super highly ranked we
0: talked right. about that yeah I don't know that he's overrated really right. and he kind of uh, shut people up yeah. t- towards the end of the championship game he I wish now that we had seen this version of him Mm -hmm. all tournament long because he he turned it on and like found another gear Mm -hmm. kind of in the fourth quarter of the championship game where he was getting to the rim getting fouled making shots making threes and amari bailey was doing a lot of the same but they just couldn't finish enough shots around the rim to complete the comeback yeah they got close yeah very close it was like if it was like one possession closer with like five minutes left in the game then i think we would have been in for a really fun ending but there was just enough separation. You know, it was like seven point game with five minutes left where um, Sierra Canyon kind of had to start fouling early and um, they just couldn't score enough late to really uh, complete the comeback. But I think they had one opportunity. Like Bronny missed a three that would have cut it to a, a, single, a one possession game, maybe would have made it a three point game. Um, so they just couldn't quite get it done. Uh, final score in on that one was 72 to 65. So, uh, your tournament champions champions, Paul, the VI six from Virginia. Virginia. And, uh, so we haven't really talked about them very much, but, um, Doug McDaniel, their point guard, uh, veteran now in the tournament of champions. Cause he was in the tournament, uh, two years ago as a sophomore. And, um, they're like, kind of, I just threw my paper across the room. Uh, producer Cameron, what's who's number five for them? Uh, Deshaun Harris Smith. Talk about him. <laughs> Talk about him. <laughs> he was really good. <laughs> um, that was a nicer reach. You were really, yeah, think, that was about as far as you could have possibly reached. I threw my uh cheat sheet across the room there. <laughs> um, he was, uh, he had to have shot like 15 free throws in the championship game. Yeah. And, I don't know, I mean, they they even like kept fouling him to stop the clock late, and I was like, oh, can we send anybody yeah. else to the free throw line? Um, but he had the ball in his hand a lot in that championship game, and he definitely looked confident like he was the guy that uh, he wanted the ball in his hands. He was going to mm-hmm. make plays to put them in position to win. Well, and overall, I think he maybe even had a better tournament than Doug McDaniel.
1: I think the championship game made it the first two games, I would definitely say that, but I think the championship game, it's like, okay, Doug McDaniel's definitely like what it seems.
0: Yeah. So uh, McDaniel committed to Michigan. Um, he looked like a Big Ten caliber player just with his quickness and Very athleticism. Mm-hmm. And um, he's not like a super polished point guard. I would say he's you know he wasn't like racking up assists you know a ton in this tournament, but he definitely looked the part with his athleticism. Um, Deshaun Harris-Smith still just a junior and uncommitted. So I would not say that he has like, I mean, I always think about Trevor Keels from the um, 2020 Tournament of Champions, that he was just like that obvious junior that you knew was going to take a step and be a, a significant contributor in college. Deshaun Harris-Smith, maybe like half a step behind that. Because uh, he didn't quite do everything, but he definitely looks like he may be actually a little bit underrated as a four-star guard who is not really being recruited by the Blue Bloods necessarily. What was the,
1: where'd the rating that's on the pre-tournament sheet come from?
0: Uh, 24-7 sports. He is... He might be playing for uh, Old Kim English at George Mason. No, probably not. But uh, that is uh, one of his listed offers. But Close by, for sure. Yeah. Also has offers from Georgetown and LSU and Penn State. I would be okay with him not ending up in the SEC. Ninety now. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's already he risen up twenty-three spots.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just since the tournament.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. So yeah, he had he had a really a really
0: solid performance. Um, so Paul Six wins the Tournament of Champions. Um, I guess we'll get into the MVP controversy. Now, Mm. I think this is only a controversy in in our heads because (laughs) we, uh, ladies and gentlemen listening, we are Tournament of Champions nerds. We, uh, enjoy the lore of the Tournament of Champions. (laughs) We also get a vote. We also get to vote for MVP and all tournament team. Mm -hmm. So one thing, you know, we're flipping through the the book here, the program, and it's showing the results of previous previous tournaments. And we notice there has the MVP of the tournament has always been a player from the championship team. 100
2: percent of the time.
0: Yeah. Without fail. Now, uh, we're filling out our ballots as media and we have to turn these in before the end of the championship game mm.
2: yeah, pretty much before it even started almost
0: basically yeah like right as it's starting we have to turn in our ballots so we don't get to see who's going to win the game obviously and we don't get to see performances from amari bailey um or like ramel lloyd which is another sierra canyon player that was doing really well uh johnny wright was another guy and spoiler alert i didn't even
2: vote for my mvp to be my my vote was not even in this game. It was Bruce
0: Thornton from Yeah, Milton. so, right. So he had tied with Howell for the most mm-hmm. points in the tournament yeah. and had the game winner against Nixa and almost the game winner, basically single-handedly put them in the championship game, almost. And they do win the third-place game that we watched. So all three of us voted for him for MVP. Uh, I thought he had the best tournament of any single player. And I guess it's worth mentioning. Um, two years ago, we all three voted for Aminu Muhammad uh, from Greenwood to be tournament MVP, and that was maybe a stretch. Considering if you just look at the results of his his team in the tournament, I think they won the fifth. They either lost the fifth place game or mm-hmm. won the seventh place game, something like that. They were very much not a factor in the semifinals or championship mm-hmm. or anything like that, but Aminu Muhammad was the best player in the tournament by far. He put up a single tournament record 100 rebounds which is number one in the tournament history. He was third all time in a tournament single g- tournament scoring. He had the most rebounds in a single game in tournament history with 38 i better look this up because i might be getting points and rebounds mixed up (laughs) i think it was 23 i think he was 38 and 38 points 23 rebound double double yeah in a game two years ago yeah like one of the single best like single player tournament performances in the history of the tournament yeah but and
2: legitimately a high d1 prospect oh yeah he's a top 10 player in his class
0: yeah and playing well uh, as a freshman for georgetown this year but of course the uh tournament mvp award goes to um the best player on the championship winning team which was oak hill and uh cam thomas two years ago right so there's a precedent for maybe the best player in the tournament not winning this award yeah but there's an interesting situation where if sierra canyon had won the championship then it was pretty obvious that amari bailey would be the tournament mvp Mm -hmm. but there's a bit of an upset. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody expected Paul six to beat Sierra Canyon in the championship, and uh, mm-hmm. I would venture a guess that nobody would have written a player from Paul six down as their tournament MVP before Zero. that game.
2: Zero people wrote down his name.
0: That's a little bit of speculation, but you don't have to speculate much. There was no reason to select Doug McDaniel or Deshaun Harris Smith as your MVP before the championship game.
2: But they won anyway. Well, uh, Doug <laughs> well, McDaniel.
0: What's really interesting is the they announced the all tournament team. Doug McDaniel, wh- who I actually voted for for all tournament team, did not make the all tournament team. They named ten other players, and then named him tournament MVP. And now, usually, the tournament MVP is already included in the ten players that make the all tournament team. <laughs> so, uh, again, so he, did yeah. he literally not qualify for
2: the all tournament team? Right. No, he did not get voted to. But won the MVP just because he was the best player in the last game, basically.
0: I guess. I
2: don't know. So, yeah. Like like I said, we need to know.
0: uh, (laughs) This is corruption. (laughs) Well, uh, this may only be a controversy to the three of us because we're the only ones that are going to take this seriously enough. Well, it means the
1: vote doesn't matter.
0: Well, that's kind of what it seems like. So um we were talking about uh we might have to have uh the tournament director josh scott on the podcast next year yeah i kind of have a
2: feeling if we uh if we
0: brought this up to him
2: he'd kind of just be like i don't know guys it's not that serious (laughs) just
0: chill out and he would have a very good point if that's what he said yeah we just want to know we need answers even if it doesn't matter we we want to know we want to hear you say that there's corruption (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're going to make a point to not use the word corruption <laughs> when not. talking to him. collusion. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's us uh, being tournament champions nerds and getting way too in the weeds on the, on uh, the uh, mechanics there. But uh, having said all of that, um, Paul six played a, a really good championship mm-hmm. game. Uh, they did exactly what they needed to do to pull off the upset. And, um, they've got two really good guards that are going to be contributors at the next level. Um, We all voted for Bruce Thornton for MVP. Um, I talked about Kane and Carlisle being like maybe my biggest disappointment of the tournament. Um, I would throw obviously Zach Howell out there as maybe even though I expected him to be the go-to guy for Catholic, he still impressed me Mm -hmm. and surprised me a little bit about how, how well he competed against these, you know uh, better teams. Uh, anybody in particular for you, Kyle, that stood out? I just realized you said how, how, how well. <laughs> yes. Uh, um.
2: We can go to Cam first. Okay. Let me think about it.
1: I mean, it's easy to say Bruce Thornton. Yeah. Especially like going into it. If I'm looking at all these lists of players, he's probably the fifth, fourth or fifth guy that I'm like, oh yeah, he'll probably. He'll be fun to watch, but he's probably not the guy that I'm going to be like yeah. looking at the most. And he, especially that last game, he just put on a show. Like, yeah. That was awesome.
0: Absolutely. Um, I, I was going to just mention Ramel Lloyd. Um, he's only listed as a three star player. Uh, he's committed to mm-hmm. Nebraska, but I thought he was pretty impressive. Yeah. He definitely held his own on that team. Yeah. He didn't look like. Noticeably worse than Amari Bailey most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bailey I definitely agree. had some like flair to his game yeah. and just the overall smoothness that mm-hmm. looked like, honestly, looked like an NBA player mm-hmm. that Ramel Lloyd didn't really have. But he had definitely like easily D1 Power Five moves and uh, scoring ability.
2: I'll throw out um, a guy that was better than advertised in my opinion uh, is Colin Ruffin for Nixa, mm-hmm. and I thought he. I think I put him down on my all tournament team. Mm-hmm. And did he? Did he get on the all tournament yeah, team? Yeah. He um, and he's not as highly ranked as his teammate, but I thought he had a better, tur- a lot better tournament. Um, whose name I can't remember. The other guy,
0: Kale Combs. Mm-hmm. He yeah. has a Missouri State offer.
2: Um, so Ruffin was really good. Um, Honestly, it seems kind of weird to say this, but I thought Amari Bailey was really impressive, and I think that he is a first, surefire probably one and done after he gets to UCLA. Um, like you said, he looked like an NBA player out there. Um, he might be a little undersized maybe for the position he, he was going to play. He would play in the NBA, but, I mean, for the most part, I, I think he's got all the tools he needs. He's a great shooter, and he can get to the basket with ease. He's just a, just a tremendous athlete about as well-rounded as you could possibly find in a prospect
0: yeah i agree uh last player i want to spotlight is jadis jones for new madrid he is just a sophomore but if you are a fan of missouri state uh, basketball or even mizzou basketball like we are keep an eye on jadis jones because he's going to be a d1 prospect and um, he's not being really not really being talked about right now so if he blows up and his recruitment starts to pick up as um, he becomes an, an upperclassman. I think uh, the Mizzou coaching staff, from from me being a Mizzou fan, I hope the Mizzou coaching staff is keeping an eye on him because even as a sophomore, he looked competitive against these guys that are going to be playing Division I basketball next year, and he's got the size and athleticism, and he would bring the ball up for them a few times uh, during the game and looked okay doing that looked like he had pretty good court awareness and everything. Definitely did not look like a sophomore. So maybe watch him if you're interested in uh, Mizzou or Missouri State basketball. Hopefully uh, it's it's still too early to say exactly where he'll land as far as like what tier of uh, college basketball, but definitely a guy to keep an eye on. And if you are a
2: Missouri State fan, um, I don't think it's impossible that Zach Howell um goes to a higher level i think it's very possible he could end up at at missouri state which would, i think would be a great get for them but oh, yeah. it's very possible that he he could end up in power five somewhere
0: all right well congratulations to paul the six they're the um tournament of champions winners for 2022 uh it was another great tournament biggest mm-hmm. turnout uh fan wise of any tournament in the history of the event so congratulations to the Springfield area uh, basketball fans that turned out, except for the ones that chanted "Overrated <laughs> <laughs> That don't come back." No, we don't need you. Don't come back. Um, other than that, any last thoughts, fellas? Mm-hmm. Definitely enjoyable. It's a treat. It's always yeah. a treat.
1: I I feel like each time we've done it, I've looked forward to it more. So I'm already
0: like pumped to see who's gonna be in it next year. Yeah, I think they'll announce in April. Maybe. Yeah, they announced
2: like pretty early on. So yeah, it may just be a couple months away.
0: Terrific. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they'll keep letting us come back.
2: All right, everybody. You can find our other podcast, or well, the same podcast, but our, our other episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We're on Twitter at Missouri Sports Pod, and you
1: can email us at Missouri Sports Pod at gmail.com. You can find Missouri Sports Podcast t shirts and stickers on our online shop if you want to support us missourisportspod.bigcartel.com
0: You can also support the podcast on Patreon patreon.com slash missourisportspod Thank you everyone for listening We will see you next year